the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by Caffeinated Lotion when your rub needs a buzz. My name's Aaron, here my personal pals Dave. Hey boys. We have Brick. Hello. And calling from Old Ireland, we have Old Irish Nico. Hello, boys. Hello, boys, indeed. Now, we all know that Oscar night is Hollywood's night to shine, right? And Oscars happened like about a month ago because Yakby was always on topic. But we want to know what uh, movies should be nominated for Oscars in the future based on literary adaptations, right? We're going to make our own Oscars here by making movies that will be soon awarded these statues. Um, So the question to my personal pals was, if you could... Produce your own adaptation, film or TV, let's say, adaptation of some work of literature, some book, series of books, whatever, with whatever director you wanted, whatever cast you wanted, what would you do? The stipulation was, or I guess like the the guidance was something that hasn't been done before, or you could do if you wanted to something that has been done poorly before, right? So not like you want to readapt things that have been adapted very well. But sort of things that maybe didn't get adapted so well the first time that you wanted to change if you wanted to do that. So that was a challenge. And now we hear what the results were. We hear your soon-to-be award-winning films based on these literary works. Let's start with Brick. Brick, what do you got? Man, I keep going first today. Yeah. So my initial attempt at this was to find some way to make a good Watership Down movie. Oh. Well, you don't think the cartoon was good? Well, where I've landed is I'm not going to do that because the okay. cartoon is probably as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Uh, and the cartoon is good. Yeah. The original cartoon, not the one. The original cartoon. Yeah. So yeah, there's been a few attempts since to bring that back into animated form, and they I can think of I can think of two of them, and neither were good, and there might be more than that. Yeah. I think every every five or six years, some British TV channel tries to tries to come up with a new series of Watership Down, and they they just fuck it up every time. So yeah, there was a I think a Netflix one that was like CGI ish recently. That I didn't ever watch it, but it looked pretty bad. Uh, and I was like, I yeah, there, there was that one, and then there was a, there was a, like a cell animated one. But they, I think, in a well, we talked about this, I think, on an episode, in a well-meaning way, they like gender swapped some of the characters, right, right? Which I think, you know, for the purpose of a kid show, makes sense, except for that undercuts like kind of the driving plot of the book. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, uh, what are we gonna right. do there? So uh, anyway, so anyway, the cartoon is is just kind of the ideal video form of totally. that, so we're left alone so instead and i'm, I'm this is not a joke I mean, I mean this what i've landed on is frankenstein because there are no good movie adaptations of frankenstein <laughs> outside of young frankenstein and i was trying <laughs> Nico's gonna hate me. the the director i landed on probably unsurprisingly is uh wes anderson that's very surprising <laughs> <laughs> that's the most surprisingly yeah. <laughs> think so yeah. i feel like I feel like I'm the Wes Anderson stand. Oh, okay. I see that. I was thinking more in terms of like subject matter appropriateness. That's yeah. like a very far. From... It's gonna be well, here's why. Tweet so pop it... Frankenstein. Yep. Uh, it's going to get, it's going to get better. Cause I think it needs, but like played real hmm. serious, like a, like a, like Wes Anderson uh, doing not quite Schindler's list serious, but like toning down the humor significantly, but right. keeping his style. And then the cast I came up with for, uh, for Victor, was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Because, one, I just think that dude's a pretty good actor, but also he plays that kind of, like, kind of shitty evil mm-hmm. nerd pretty well. Right? Like, like I can see him doing a selfish, kind of self-righteous character. And so he's my pick for that. And for Frankenstein, what I came up with was, again, playing it totally serious, stripping as much comedy from it as possible, H. John Benjamin. 
Is this real? Nico's face is exactly what you would predict. Because you need, I, I think you need, you need like the most unfitting person possible to play Frankenstein in order for mm. it to like land. So, but, but so if you take a comedian, particularly one who's mostly known for his voice and not his looks sure. and then ask right. him to play straight this like horrible thing, if he pulled it off, it would be the best movie ever. If he didn't, it would be terrible. Uh, and either way, right. I would watch it. Hmm. I didn't bother coming up with the rest of the cast, but yeah, that's fine. That's really interesting. <laughs> Hmm. So the 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 reason the the thing I most landed on Wes Anderson for was I would very much like to see the part of the movie directed by Wes Anderson where he shows the lab. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like set design, uh, production yeah. design is gonna be really really good with that, and he sort of play around with the sort yeah, of the and like gothicness have, of it. Yeah, he have weird camera angles. He'd probably use like matte painting backgrounds, and like mm-hmm. I, the way that movie would look if he played it dark would be would be pretty cool. Yeah, just like immaculate lab setup of like sourced equipment, so it would look precise. It would look like yeah, he would do this like combination of of realistic and then like clearly kitschy from the from the twenties movies, right? Yeah, totally. I I could I could see wanting Wes Anderson to be the set designer, but I think I think it's weird to say that you want Wes Anderson to direct the movie in a style that he's never done. Yeah, you might be right there. Maybe the set design, because also Wes Anderson's last few movies, not very good. That one, that French Dispatch movie. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's just like, it's just so up its own ass. Yeah. And it's been a while since. To think about what a Wes Anderson horror movie would look like. I mean, Frankenstein's in some ways a good fit, I guess, because lots of Wes Anderson movies are about like an outsider trying to like live there. Like Rushmore, if you really want to stretch a little bit, is its own kind of like Frankenstein story where Max Fisher is like totally outside society, mm-hmm. right? Like he has made this niche yeah. for himself. He's not accepted by really anyone except for his dad and his like little friends. But he's just like, right. he's sort of like, he's a part. Like he's this oddity and he wants to connect and he can't quite do it until the end when he finally is allowed to. So there's something about that. I would like the slow-mo shot of Frankenstein walking through the woods set to a Cat Stevens song. I think that would be a good moment for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I'm interested in this movie. Yeah, I would, I would watch it. John Benjamin I put some, is like yeah, five foot I put some one. time into thinking about it. <laughs> like he's, he's very small. Mm. Yeah, but uh, you, there's, cam- there's camera tricks That's there, true. right? You're not, you're not going to find an eight-foot-tall actor anyway. So That's true. You have to cast uh, uh, Boban Bogdanovich. Do we think Andre the Giant... Would have been a good Frankenstein. <laughs> no, but Peter Boyle was a good Frankenstein. So was fucking Karloff. And Boris Karloff, but different, different yeah, Frankenstein. Totally. Yeah, uh, Robert De Niro was a terrible Frankenstein. I don't even know that movie. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. The, Ken- the Kenneth, the Kenneth Branagh one. It came out right around the same time as the as the vampire. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, the the Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was a. Good, good movie that gets unfairly shit on. I think we talked about that before <laughs> yeah. too. That movie is way. That's way better than its reputation, the Bram Stoker's Dracula. However, its counterpart, I think they're both either directed or produced by Coppola. Coppola definitely directed the, Bram Stoker's Dracula for sure. I'm not sure about Frankenstein. He was somehow involved, I think, in the Frankenstein one. They, they came out around the same yeah. time. But the, So Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Robert De Niro, is just bad. Yeah. It it at least tries. It's like the only movie that actually tries to stick to the book, really, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and sort of eschew the universal kind of legacy. But it just isn't good. I, I just hate that naming technique of like Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's so pretentious. It's like it's not though. It's like your adaptation yeah. of the, it's by definition not because people can just go read right. that book. Well, so I think the 
because I, I think what they were trying to do is distinguish it from the Dracula of of Hollywood, right? But like pretentious. But that book, that that movie sticks pretty close. To, it's pretentious, sure, but that movie does stick pretty close to the yeah. book, the Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like it's much closer to the book than than mm-hmm. the Dracula movies were. Yeah, I, mostly Keanu Reeves. Everyone just focuses on how he can't mm-hmm. stop being Keanu Reeves, and that that therefore the movie stinks. But he's only in that movie for like ten minutes. You should cast him in your movie, because and you can try to make him do something he's never done before. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Reeves, but he acts well. <laughs> and with the Keanu Renaissance now, I wonder if people will go back and reassess Dracula because I feel like there's been like a kind of a sea change in people's approach to Keanu's acting in the past since John Wick basically I guess I hope they do I really that's like one of my favorite movies that Bram Stoker's Dracula is a very good it's also sexy (laughs) (laughs) it is is pretty sexy there's some wolf sex in it (laughs) there is yeah this is good I like this I'm intrigued by this box office entry let's hear from Nico what do you got okay I have for you I I don't know if I brought this book up on what are we reading but I read the the moon is down by John Steinbeck wow a couple months ago Hmm. so this is a novella it's about 150 pages that was written during world war ii specifically with the ocs i think it was called like the office of propaganda for the united states it is written as propaganda to be like sent to the front lines Hmm. and uh as like a morale boost to the troops it's about a town the towns are uh, the town is unnamed and the army is unnamed but it's about like a town in norway that is occupied by the german soldiers and so they come in kind of quickly. They occupy the town really quickly. And then they're all kind of standing around. And they're interacting with the like the mayor and the kind of the leaders of the town. And there is a bunch of German soldiers who kind of argue a bit about how to rule the town. And like some of them want to, when there's a strike at the mine, the reason that they take over the town is because there's valuable, I think, iron mine hmm. in the town so they so they want the townspeople to keep mining and to take the iron for their continuing war effort and the the townspeople obviously don't want to do this so they so they are rebelling they're sabotaging the the thing and then the the german soldiers are kind of trying to deal with this and so they're like do we execute these people or is that going to turn them off more do we execute the mayor is that is that going to turn them into a martyr and kind of the culminating scene is that they're they're about to execute the mayor finally and the mayor says you guys think that 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 we're like you and just by by cutting off the head of our leader your entire our entire town will fall apart because if you cut off the head of your leader your entire country falls apart hmm. But we are a free people, and if you cut off, if you kill one leader, ten more will spring up. And it's kind of it's it's a little bit almost like satire. Like there's there's a little bit of a satire feel to it because because the German soldiers are pretty bumbling, and there's moments where like somebody throws a pot of hot water on one of the German soldiers, and they're like, "Yeah, what were you doing?" Like, hmm. and it's it's almost played for for laughs, like because they're so stupid, they didn't think that they kind of think that the the townspeople that they are oppressing and it's kind of hinted at like sexually abusing Hmm. that they're just going to take it and they're going to be okay with it, but they're not. And so there's a weird tension between them. So my director, I think would be Taika Waititi. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because 
I think he can do that that tone where it's it's like it's not it's not being played for laughs, but it's it's a kind of a lighter tone in the in the face of kind of the Jojo Rabbit yeah. in tone. Like not dark comedy, but sort of like the dark underpinnings of a light comedy. Right. Yeah. And so then I think the German soldiers would be pretty easy to cast because they're kind of they would be kind of like good actors that can be a little bit funny hmm. and, and a little bit bumbling. So I would say like George Clooney, Sam Rockwell, guys like that. I would say maybe like a Carrie Mulligan in in the one of the young towns towns people roles. She because she was. Did you guys see Promising Young Woman? Yeah. She was. I thought she was great. So she would be like Promising Young Woman, like avenging mm-hmm. angel, mm-hmm. kind of badass. And then the one I don't know, the important one that I don't know is the mayor. Who would be the mayor? Hmm. So it would be somebody, it would be a man who's like 60, 60, 70, who has like gravitas, but is also can be a little bit funny. Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, he's not quite old enough. Yeah. He's, he's a little too young. Pacino? Yeah. Or De Niro. De Niro has comic chops. De, De Niro maybe. De Niro's only <laughs> comic chops now. He hasn't done anything straight in a while. Mm-hmm. Except for that Irish movie. He needs to be like good. a little. No, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. A little you bit like fatter, that? I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Fair. Brian Cox. Sure. Yeah. Definitely has gravitas uh, and has comedy chops for sure. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That's part of Super Troopers. He's come yeah. up twice in the last two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cox is on. The Brian Cox, <laughs> Cox cast. <laughs> Cox cast. Yeah. And oh I boy. think this is. <laughs> Nico, would this, two would new this shows. movie. Would, do you think they should take. Should the movie just be the book or should it kind of work in the genesis of the book as part of the plot of like its existence as propaganda Hmm. i think it could go could go either way i think there's and it's short enough that you have a little room to work like i don't i i I think like a a really big novel with a lot of twists and turns would be too much for a movie but 150 page novel there's the plot is pretty simple so so there would be a lot of room to to work to take it in different directions so yeah it could go. You know who'd be good for the mayor based on those criteria, except that he's dead. It'd be uh, James Gandolfini, serious, gravitas, but comedy chops, sixty fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately dead. Yeah, maybe. Good. Well, I mean, hey, it's Dreamcast, I guess. He's a hol- he's a hologram. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Repurpose footage from The Sopranos to be the mayor. Just de- deep fake him. Yeah, they did, yeah the, right. did it with Carrie Fisher, right? Yeah, they sure did. What led you to read that book, by the way? I'm curious. Uh, I saw it recommended because after like the start of the invasion of Ukraine, somebody mentioned that it was and it and it. I mean, it makes sense because it's. I mean, the invasion of Ukraine is has a lot of similarities to World War II, including like a. You know, fascist authoritarian on one side versus kind of a people's leader, and it's it it's it it does kind of play out the same way. Like if somebody killed Putin, that war is over, and if somebody killed Zelensky, there's going to be ten more Zelenskys. Right. So yeah, that's interesting. Good, I like that. That's cool. Dave, let's hear from you. I got one that might appeal to that Aaron and I might go to, and nobody else. I think we might have the same one, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Pet milk starring Brian Cox. Maybe <laughs> he just got fired from my movie in favor of James Gandolfini's <laughs> corpse. So he's, he's available. Free. So, yeah, he's free. He's available. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I can conceive a role for him. Actually, I can as the maybe the, as the mayor. So you know, immediately I went to some of my favorite books. Obviously, Coaster Chicago came to mind. Aaron, maybe you're doing Pet Milk. I don't know, but I was thinking like a 
like a Rob Reiner's Stand By Me sort of thing for Stuart Dybbuk's Story Blight. Oh, yeah. Could be a lot of fun. Is that the one where they pushed the um, car off the overpass? Yeah. Just like nostalgia dripping for kids just kind of like running loose through the city streets of Chicago. And they form a band. There could be some fun music yeah. in there. And yeah, I just think that could be that could be a lot of fun in, in the, you know, Stand By Me is not a perfect film, but like what he did with Stephen King's story, I would be really curious to see what comes out in a rendition of Blight. Because, you know, I don't know if there, there's not, maybe there's not enough meat in that story, you know, 90 to 120 minutes of, of screen time. So he'd have to invent some stuff right. or whoever writes it. I don't know. Right. But um, I would be, I'd be very interested to see the results of that. Yeah, totally. You know, I also thought about in terms of director for blight specifically i think would be barry levinson he has hmm. the same kind of handle on like young people he's his stuff is set in baltimore right but like it's not a hard to transpose that to chicago like sort of hmm. hard scrabble kids trying to figure out what they're doing i mean the characters in diner are a little bit older but still kind of like similar approach that's really cool that's a good choice for sure yeah i i mean i guess i'm not saying that reiner would be the perfect choice for that movie it's just you know, it makes me think of Stand By Me and he did Stand By Me. So it seems kind of like an obvious yeah. call there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So mine and Dave's are basically the same. I broke the rules a little bit. There are my own rules. So I was able to break them. And then I chose to adapt the entirety of Coast of Chicago into a limited series. Yeah, I thought of that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a Twilight Zone style anthology series where every episode is one of the stories. And I was thinking about well, who would I want to like show run this? Like who would be sort of the creative force behind it? And I was trying to think of who I thought of Levinson, but then I landed on maybe a weird choice, but Kenneth Lonergan was my choice for the director. So he directed as a playwright uh, and he wrote and directed Manchester by the sea and you can oh, count on me. And what's that movie with Anna Paquin? Uh, boy, it's a woman's name. Fuck. I can't remember. It was like sort of controversial. It, it was had delayed release. Fuck. What was that called? Well, I don't know. I forgot. Great writer and has a very literary sensibility. And I thought that he would be a good way to sort of shape these stories. Though he's from New England, I think. So not a Chicago guy. I thought of Michael Mann, too, because of Chicago. But my, Mann's too too cold. I feel like the Dybbuk beats are so personal and so heartfelt. It would be Michael Mann's, too, just like dudes on a job doing dude stuff. So Lonergan has the big heart and has the... He's not really a nostalgic director, I don't think. But it's... Because, I mean, Dybbuk's story, especially because Chicago is so much steeped in nostalgia, like you mentioned, Dave. But I feel like he would have a handle on those angles, the emotional beats of the story. And I was thinking of Pet Milk specifically, like, who would I cast in the Pet Milk roles? It's tricky because the protagonists are college age. They're graduating soon, right? Or about to graduate. And so it was like, who are the young actors around that age now? And I was like, uh, like none of them really inspired me. Like, Chalamet is too Chalamet to, have, to be in that role, really. Like, um... Paul Dano's too old now. Zach. Like, I don't know. I couldn't find the right, maybe um, that one guy, uh, I can't remember his name now, of course, unfortunately, um, who was in Manchester by the Sea. He was the kid. Michael that... Sarah and Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I did pick Adam Driver as the narrator of Pet Milk. So it would start with the frame advice of him like looking into the Pet Milk and talking about his grandmother. Um, and then we'd go into the memory from there. Do we see that scene or does he just narrate it? I think we have to see it. I think we have to see over, him. Like over? Yeah, yeah, in the kitchen. And probably you would add some more material there just to get a bit more of his life maybe uh, as he then sinks into the, the reverie. Um, mm. But yeah. And then the yellow radio. Yeah, exactly. I do that shit 
up. Like I would be, <laughs> I would watch that series so much because when when Davey said this would only appeal to you and me, I was like, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be go to Chicago because we're the we're the. Would you do the Would you do the shorts too? The flash pieces, yeah, like lights, totally. Like uh, you'd have to think about beefing those up in some way, like the um, death of the left fielder or right, right fielder. fielder. No. Um, sorry, <laughs> would have to. <laughs> You have to have some more material there. It's about to be a death of the podcaster with Dave's look there. <laughs> or like Nighthawks require a bit more like narrative framing, but I think it could work. I think it'd be it'd be interesting. Was Margaret the movie? Would you do Would you do Bijou? <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would take some work. Yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, I would want to do it, but I think it would. Yeah. What were you saying, Nico? Would Would you do each story as an episode? I think so. Yeah, that would be the idea. So like a limited series, yeah. Twilight Zone style, where it's just like here's whatever 12 13 episodes yeah yeah and also what i was saying was is margaret yes the movie that you margaret were thinking of I, ne- I don't remember anything about it it's like ruffalo is a bus 10 driver. years ago now yeah mark ruffalo is a bus driver who is like flirting with anna paquin and then he runs over someone like hits someone with the bus and kills them and then he's guilt-stricken about that and then she's like a college student who has maybe an affair with a teacher I, i'm forgetting the plot he does a little bit i don't know it was complicated but uh, good and just deeply depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Manchester by the Sea was just like the movie of sadness. Yeah. It's like time to feel bad. Yeah, I have a, I have a bonus one that I just thought of that I think you guys might like real quick. Last night at the Lobster. Yes. Oh my with god. The cast really good. of Party Down. <laughs> so so Ken Marino is the is the manager who's Man. the main character, and then the rest of them are other characters. <laughs> That's not bad. I definitely see Martin Starr in like the one of the cooks or like the like junkie server guys, whatever. Can I see Lizzie Kaplan? I can see Ken Marino being like, come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Who would who would I want directing that? Because it has to be Hmm. slice of life. It has to be like down to earth. Right. But not too sentimental. Right. That's tricky. How about Doug Lyman, the director of Go? <laughs> Go? God, I love that fucking movie. Go. Yes, I saw that movie like four yeah, times. Yeah, how did you pull? How did you pull the? How did you pull the director yeah, really. of that movie? I don't know. That's one of those. I used to have the DVD. Sure. I probably mm. watched it fifteen times. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I did too. I'm sure it's awful now, it's on retrospect, but it's terrible. Yeah, I did like it. <laughs> yeah, I would think like Mike Lee because he, but the uh, I don't know, maybe not the right venue for mike lee that's, that's a good pick though i feel like last of lobster is definitely good material for a movie uh it's all right there and it's short too so i feel like it would it would transition yeah well totally good job fellas these are all future oscar winners uh or emmy winners as the case may be i look forward to reaping the benefits when they come to fruition listeners tell us your thoughts these adaptations or your own adaptations on twitter at yak babies you can email us at yak at gmail.com if you have ideas for who should direct that lesson lobster movie tell us because i want to know and then you can go to patreon.com slash yak babies where you can get access to our bonus podcast there's tons of fun stuff there there's games there's bro conversations where you break down the pressing issues of the day there's a whole separate podcast called 101 ghost jokes ranked where we're we're losing our minds it's all there and ready for you for one single dollar and then uh, you can go to uh, tinyurl.com slash jackbabies where you can get our merch there are posters and t-shirts and mugs and stuff with bricks designs on there all very fun all very good 
and worth your time. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all their loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.